All right, everybody, welcome to the BAMcast. Once again, this is episode six, and this is going to be with Brian Augustine, Amanda Michaels, and Michael Martin. So, everybody, uh, going to kick off this week. It's been kind of a slow week. Well, uh, first off, happy Father's Day, Brian. Thank you very much. Thank yeah, you. happy Father's Day. Appreciate that. Um, so, yeah, it's been kind of a slow week. So, uh, a couple of things to talk about, but I think we're going to really uh, kind of have a Father's Day uh, episode we're going to kick off. As, but, a, as uh, a loose organizer. Loose organizer. Well... I think that's a new hero name. I think <laughs> the loose organizer so, sounds almost like an oxymoron. <laughs> sounds which like is somebody... another hero name, or villain name. Wow. The oxymoron strikes, uh, as opposed to the hypermoron, which campaigns. But before we get into our Father's Day festivities, um, it, it is uh, San Diego is coming up, so we are uh, anxiously preparing for San Diego. At least I'm going to be going, Brian, and we're seeing if you're going to go. We're waiting to see. Um, but uh, Amanda is, well, you're not going at all. Because you're a jerk face and you won't let me ride in the back of the truck. It's I bet so you ride the back. My wife isn't even going. I get one ticket from the publisher, man, and that means that I'm going. So. Oh, shit. Well, mm-hmm. that sucks. I need you to hit the big time so I can stow away, and I'm totally willing to be a beach bum the entire will you be, time. Will you be living in the mobile home? I will be living in the mobile home, as a matter of fact. And where do you, hey, where hey. do you get to park that when you're in San Diego? Um, there is a um, San Diego County um, campground uh-huh. um, about 20 minutes away from um, the convention center. Oh. Um, it's a quite lovely campground. And the bonus is I only paid 170 bucks for five nights. Um, as opposed to, you know, how much you're going to pay in San Diego. $170 a night, a night in a hotel. And that's, that's a low a rent. Hotel. And even that's if you're, even hotel. if you're out at the uh, outer motel fringes. Six yeah. with bed bugs. Yeah. Cause right now I know people that are like, uh, got charge rooms in like in LA and stuff and are taking the train down because yeah. San Diego is sold out, Jack. Mm-hmm. Um, so very happy I'm staying in my uh, trailer park home. So what do they, what do they used to call those, um, uh, those campsite? Like franchise that creepy, like KOA. KOA, oh, yeah, yeah. KOA. KOA. yeah they this, have one of those in Apache never, Junction. Never <laughs> stayed, never stayed at one, but I certainly driven past the highway signs. Yeah, yeah, they're not too bad, not too bad. The uh, but this county part, uh, county one, so I'm really excited. It's not too far from the beach. Wow. Um, so for me, that uh, for once I don't have to man a table or anything. Um, I'm going with the publisher. They're going to have the announcement for our deal. So I get to actually be casual and kind of bounce in and out. So it's going to be kind of fun. But we're not going to see a Marvel at Hall H this year. No. Sounds sounds as if a good bit of media will not be participating. Yeah. yeah. Marvel, Marvel uh, a lot of their media being rerouted to uh, the Disney um, Anaheim yep. show. D23 in, in Anaheim in August. In August. Nice. So, for those of you who don't know and don't understand, please calm down. Uh, Marvel will be at Comic-Con. What that means is, is that Marvel is not going to be in Hall H, which is the big announce um, room. Big auditorium. Can we call it the Hype Hall? Ooh, I think think they should. The biggest of the Hype Halls. Very good, yeah. So, um, they will be on the floor. They will be showing. They will be greeting people. They may not have their stage because they will definitely not have... They're stars. They're media, movie stars. Yep. It sounds like Sony and Paramount have joined in on that bandwagon, too. So no Spideys, no Transformers, or stinking Ninja Turtles. Which I don't care about the Transformers. They're cool and all, but Ninja Turtles, that's where I'm at. Be sad not to see my heroes. 
Yeah, and, and and you know, and that goes in mind because that actually is a big deal. Um, because they are doing this second Ninja Turtles movie. Um, you know, uh, Stephen Amell's uh, on that one to be uh, Casey Jones. <laughs> um, so he is uh, hyping that one up a lot, and you know, kind of a cool story. I mean, it was like one of his favorite characters as a kid, and then he get to grow up and be that in the movie. So, bitch, I'm good for you. Yeah. Very cool. Very fun. I'm. No one's admitting it. No one. Like I say, Marvel. The Marvel media presence uh, makes sense because that Disney has, you know, the master's voice has uh, the the high pitched squeaky master's voice of Disney has said mm-hmm. we're doing this other show. I wonder if there's some sort of backlash. There has there has been talk for a couple of years about San Diego being just so too big and. That was a running joke at the Phoenix Comic Con in all the stage shows that I happened to check out. They're like, huh, if this were any more commercial, we'd be San Diego. There you go. <laughs> yeah. So I say it's it's hard to put a finger on exactly why the media companies themselves would react to that. Yeah, and I I don't know. I mean, I for Marvel it's obvious. You know, once again, Marvel is a Disney company. I think I say this like every show. I, I just well, I, for whatever reason. And but, again, their squeaky this master squeaky voice said. Come to Anaheim. Yeah, because, you know, that's 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 And that's, their show. that will be an enormous show. The little bit that I was able to read um, prior to podcasting today it was related to, like, some of those shows being in pre-production. So there isn't, like... A lot. A lot to show at this point, um, which makes sense for some of them. But others, I'm kind of questioning it, it may, One of the things I heard two years ago and again last year when we were there... Uh, is that the show is so big that they're losing focus? I, not I that, think that's not, very true. Not losing focus on what they're about, but it's really hard to get attention. Well, I, and and well, that's the complaint about anything, isn't it? I mean, they're, it's hard to get attention because they're getting lost in the in the yeah. in the huge waves of everything new and hot, and uh, yeah, getting drowned out by the the louder sounds of whatever yeah and if i'm if i'm you know if i'm if i'm marvel why would i want to you know try and fight the noise because you're right they don't have tons of stuff to to show my bet is is in uh, august at d23 they're probably going to um, show some stuff from uh, mm-hmm. from uh, captain america civil war they'll have so yeah, some minor pre pre-production set photos and maybe some footage right um but they um that they don't have a ton to do and why would you want to go fight when um they're going to have um batman versus superman donna mm-hmm. justice is going to be at hall h in san diego um as well as uh, suicide squad um so that's it's going to be dc show this year because of that yeah well and uh, i read recently that the the full contingent of uh, DCCW TV will be all of the actors will be there. Mm. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Well, I shouldn't say all of the actors, but many There's of the so actors. There's so many at this mm-hmm. point. Certainly the stars, the various stars. So, right. um, uh, they'll DC. be promoting their new shows, and all of those actors presumably will be there. So, it'll be a big show. I, I can't say, for instance, that anyone at Marvel or, or at um, Sony or any of these went, oh, we don't want to go up against that. Um, no, I don't they may have had other reasons, but but uh, Warner DC Warner's CW has certainly uh, going to take advantage of the. It actually tightens that that uh, focus for them, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. If it's hard to get heard last year, it'll be a little tiny bit easier this year, and they certainly are coming in with big with their big stuff, the proven stuff, uh, and the TV stuff, the uh, 
much anticipated. Some people are anticipating loathing it, but, but there's real anticipation around the uh, uh, Dawn of Justice, the Superman, you know, setting up all of the yeah. JLA and whatnot to come. And Suicide Squad may actually be their bigger deal. Oh, man. Uh, Maybe they're Guardians of the Galaxy. Guardians of the Galaxy is pretty cool. Now I'm all pumped up for the D23 Expo because uh, not only will it include the Captain America stuff, but it'll be showcasing the new Pirates of the Caribbean, which, I don't know, I got lost after the second one of those. Wow, you're crossing streams. But I am crossing streams, but Finding Nemo... Hello. Number two. Finding Dory. I am Dory. I'm just letting you know. I'm a natural blue and my channel changes every two seconds. So I can't wait to see that movie. <laughs> and now I want to go true. see it previewed. All right. Well, that it explains that explains the fishy. Anyway. <laughs> hey. I'm No. You, I, you, you dirty you bird. See, I you chickened tried out. to drag I chickened us out, the right. gutter. I chickened out in the middle. You saw that. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of you for taking it there. Good job, sir. Well, I got there even though I didn't take it all the way. I knew that would be the case. <laughs> so there you go, man. That's that's um, that's the big news. I don't think it's going to affect anything. I mean, their attendance is, is what their attendance is. Um, there's going to be tons and tons and tons and tons of people there. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to get downtown without driving my truck. Because um, I just, I, I'm going to figure out the bus or something. Oh, you could do the yeah. same route that my stepdad told me. He always said, you got tits and a thumb, you'll find a ride. Well, that's kind of true. Thanks, wow. Pops. Happy Father's Happy Day. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> what? I don't know how I managed never to give that advice myself. You probably didn't want your kids to get kidnapped. No. I, clearly, I did not. I was 16 and probably a huge pain in the ass. So he was like, you know what? No, I'm not taking you to the bowling alley. You got tits and a thumb. You'll find a ride. I will tell you that uh, from my experience at San Diego last year, their light rail system is uh, pretty pretty great. Nice. Pretty awesome. Nice. So. I'm excited. I, for once, I don't have appointments and things that I have to be anywhere at a certain time or anything. So I'm like, it's free as a bird. I actually go have fun at this. And one. you don't have to run the table. I don't have to run a table. Because you won't have a separate. Dust in the wind, hang dudes. Out and do the thing, which is going to be awesome. Wow. Enjoy so, that. First time I'm ever going. So this is going to be a lot of fun. Oh, this is the first time <laughs> in San Diego. Okay. Yeah, first time in San Diego. Well, it is awesome. And I would suggest. Uh, you know, don't do any walking you don't have to before you get there because it's enormous. Oh, yeah. It's all good. We got that part covered. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right. So um, I know that's what she said. <laughs> I don't know. Well, I guess we could say that's what she said if we were having the Harley Poison Ivy conversation. But I think. We uh-huh. Oh, oh, yeah. Let's brown see. Let's see, you do, let's see you do that without uh, going in any wrong direction. Poison yeah. Ivy's always alluded to being able to seduce anyone, though. So is it really news? I, well, no. what are we talking about? We're talking about the fact that, uh, has it been announced? Yes, they've, they've made... Harley some... and, and Poison Ivy are dating. Right. So there you go. Wow. What does the That's... Joker think about that? Who knows? At this point, I don't think the Joker's thinking much of anything at this point. Is he uh, alive? Uh, I don't even know I, I, where they're at with the story. I have no idea. Uh, he, I don't believe he returns Harley's affection. Well, has he ever really? That's what I'm saying is I don't think he ever has. So. Kind of like Elmira or Pepe and he's, Le Pew for the most Shall we part. say he's probably even more experimental. So, yeah, Well, I, I will have to say that uh, my favorite, uh, one of my favorite things I've ever read in comics was uh, when Kevin Smith did um, his little run of Batman and where um, Joker was able to talk about a Merkin. 
Dude, you got if you can Merkins work, if you can work Merkin, work Merkin, work and Merkin into a story. That's why Kevin Smith is a genius. Yeah, so he isn't that? I don't know. It's Merkin why he's a genius, but it's certainly evidence of his genius. Yeah. Is that the same run where people got totally pissed off because his Batman peed himself? Quite possibly. Hmm. Quite possibly. In in the Merkin. Maybe he's a Joker had the Merkin. An American Merkin. American, American. There you go. American. So, do we care? The, I don't the, think we care. Early and not, you know, whatever. Um, Let's say bring it on. If it makes you happy, I, ladies. Brown chicka brown cow. I think it's been. Well, they're, they're fictional characters. <laughs> I think it's been alluded to for so long, and and I got news yeah. for you, but they've been dating for a long time in most fanboys' heads anyway. Um, for at one, real, at one point or another, for at least two minutes. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> that's all wow. it takes. That's a long time. It, it is two whole minutes. Uh, yeah, fanboys are, uh, I don't know, yeah. repulsive. Um, <laughs> there is that, yes. So there you go. So there you go. We, we've talked about it. But I like it, you know, in this day and age, who cares? I, I mean, it, it means it's it's okay. Let's see if, let's see if you actually get something interesting story-wise out of it. Otherwise, it's a stunt or it's a... Right. A what? Uh, it's just a costume change. It, it, it has no... Unless it becomes something, unless it becomes story, unless it fundamentally affects how unless Harley gets crabgrass or something. Well, ooh, that would be itchy. Would be <laughs> I would suspect that in that, uh, that I had to do it. I appreciate you. <laughs> just, just you know, playing playing uh, our pal uh, Al Sparrow's game of actually. <laughs> um, well, actually, probably less of that goes on in the in the uh, lesbian community, I would think. The, it, come on. I wonder how long it takes for Harley and Poison Ivy to pack up the U-Haul and move in together. Because in Hush, they were already Harley was already renting a room from Ivy, so you know perhaps this has been going on for years, right under and our just, noses, we, and not you know, just in. And lesbians and was, are notorious for moving in together very quickly. They are within like a month to two weeks. Ladies, come on, you're not doing anything to help the stereotype. Should I tell you a story? I'm so here's saying. here's a quick story. I'm thinking you shouldn't, but you will. Here's a Please quick do. story. So my wife and I, when we very first started dating, we were at a party at her friend's place, and we're talking to this dude. And, um, you know, we were talking about we were moving in together. He was like, well, how long have you been dating? He was like, well, probably like about a month and we're moving in together. Because you guys are like a couple of lesbians. Yep. And I'm like, well, I do like the vag. <laughs> Whereupon he starts going and grabbing everybody in the party. And I didn't know the dude was gay, which makes it even better. Runs around <laughs> grabbing everybody. Tell him what you told me. Tell him what you told me. <laughs> so it was a hit at the party just because just I like the vag. Just so you, you, you like dude. women, so... You're, you're a lesbian. I so you should be probably very supportive. I I'm all about it. There you go. Do your thing, man. Do your thing. But for two minutes anyway, yeah. he's into it. So all right, cool. So we talked that's, on that. That's that's yeah. That Fun turns time. out it's not a thing. Yeah. So let's talk about um, Father's Day. Speaking before of, we do, let's let's ooh, let's observe the other media event that. Uh, oh yeah 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 yeah. Uh, Jurassic True. World. Jurassic World opened huge enormously huge. I have not seen the, the, high, the biggest opening of all time. Is of that all right? time, yeah. It beat Avengers. It beat the original Avengers because it was the uh, Avengers 2 did not And Marvel it. was very classy. They took out an ad congratulating uh, Jurassic World. Although I have seen a meme already where somebody put up uh, um, put up a uh, sign with uh, Han Solo and uh, Chewbacca and it saying, bitches, you're just a warm-up act. Ah. So you know that uh, one's getting ready to be broke um, here yeah. at uh, Christmas time. It's going to be a real shame if it doesn't happen. Oh, it's going to happen. There's no way that movie doesn't open monstrous. Bring it on. 
I'm um, so excited for that. Yeah, I didn't see though. Did the um, did the dinosaurs have balloon knots this time? That's my biggest question. Balloon knots, like balloon knots. Do they have buttholes? Because oh. the previous Jurassic Parks, the the dino, dinos they had dino poop, but there were no balloon knots showing that it looked balloon like. knots. This is also a term. known as wagon wheels. Yeah, yeah. The the chocolate starfish <laughs> and the hot dog flavored water. That, that's pee. <laughs> Yeah, the look on Brian's face. I wish we were skyping with live. You know, remember I was I was in I was in Manhattan for a long time working, and hot dog water is fouler than anything I've ever (laughs) issued myself, or known to have been issued, even by many animals I've known. It it -hmm. is the worst substance on earth. It is pretty. It demeans urine by that comparison. Yeah. It's oh, gross. it's worse. They're just awful. So you've now, so now learned you, some new terms. Yeah. Some new terms. I, I, right I frankly, write about it, Brian. Frankly, all of them slid right off my brain. So Wagon wheel. I mean, so long as you have one or two functional words for that. So there you go. So Basic place. Really, now at this point, if you have not seen Jurassic World, now after listening to this story, the yes, first please thing you're going to look and see a, if there are, look are for buttholes. Whether, whether or not the dinosaurs... Can in fact poop. I Do they have balloon knots? I feel I might have a slight obligation to I go see. see the movie right after this and report back immediately whether or not there are <laughs> right. balloon our, knots. It's my favorite our reporter, new term for the reporter, asshole. Our reporter in the field. <laughs> This is Amanda. Amanda do they, Michaels with do they have balloon knots? There are indeed balloon knots. <laughs> Back to you in the studio, Bob. I'm glad I could help. I'm glad I could bring this to the Oh, you warped my mind in so many ways. I'm glad you explained it, though, because I thought initially you said balloon nuts, and I was like, wait, well, the dinosaurs are big, you know. uh, The dinosaurs. Well, and that's the funny part is really in the very first one, man, Jurassic Park, they got into the poop. They, you know, shoved their arm in there and everything. But you, they, where did the poop come from? Because not a dino butthole. In it was it was trucked in, trucked so it was in like dragon poop. Ken and Barbie, huh? Or maybe you know, with the way they evolved them, maybe they maybe they pooped out their mouths like they did in South Park. Perhaps. Wow, this is they just turning from birds. yuck to. Oh. <laughs> Do you need a rope to climb out of this little quicksand? Nah, of no, no, poop? I was at best just touching it with my toe. I was not up to my elbow poop. in it. <laughs> Put a toe in it. Poop. <laughs> So there you go. That's wow. that's our that's our thoughts on Jurassic World. That's, that's right. Yay. Count on Bamcast to elevate your worldview. Yeah, you know, originally Brian wanted this to be like family friendly, and I think now it is. I don't, I don't think I wanted to be family friendly. I just thought you know, two or three minutes on poop would be the most of it. But no, we I started off right the at. gate disgusting, and we pretty much have gotten worse every every right. Every right. Well, it's evolution, on. baby. That's just what happens. Poop is it a natural thing, I guess. Well, I, I watched a really interesting uh, special, and it actually inspired me. So I watched um, American and the Bill Hicks story on Netflix the other day. Oh, I'll um, be looking at that. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't, it's really good. No, show. no, he's uh, hilarious. He Bill, was hilarious. Bill Hicks is brilliant, and uh, he talked about. Um, he went out to the ranch, and and what really the the key point was was the first time he did mushrooms. Him and his boys went out. <laughs> Oh, and they did mushrooms, and after that, Bill's comedy changed, and I'm like, cool. 
So next, before next episode, Brian, uh, Amanda, and myself, we're going to go out to the ranch. We're going to do some mushrooms, That's and we're right. going to start bringing you guys some cutting edge podcasting shit. I'm as bringing, long as I'm bringing the saute. I'm bringing handle me. I'm bringing the saute pan and the garlic. So <laughs> I'm with you. We'll be doing those mushrooms. Shiitake. As long as it's shiitake mushrooms. As long as it's not truffle butter, I'm good. Uh, we can do a truffle shuffle. Truffle butter sounds like <laughs> another one of them euphemisms. I, I think it is. If you uh, Google truffle butter on Urban Dictionary, it is uh, not so good. Well, or it depends on where nasty. you're coming from. Nothing on Urban Dictionary turns out to be okay. No, not even sprinkled cupcakes. No. I used would to they, love that shit. Would Urban Dictionary be able now to define balloon knot? Quite possibly. Yes. Quite possibly. Quite possibly. UrbanDictionary.com if you not... Uh, I gotta be honest start with you. We need to start getting money from the people that we. It, it's in a on terrible good time. Urban Dictionary, just looking up some random stuff. Uh, that's how I found out that hot smoova <laughs> was not just something that my cousin the heard when he smoother. was taking nine one one calls in Chicago. <laughs> it is actually slang for. Okay, story real quick. Yeah, my cousin a was a nine one one operator in Cook County, which is Chicago, and right. he got a call from this lady. And the way he tells the story, his voice sounds just like Tracy Morgan. So he's like, 911, may I have your emergency, please? And this lady goes, yo, y'all got to send someone over here. I just got hit in the face with a hot smoover. <laughs> and my cousin's like, I- I'm sorry to hear that you got hit with a, a hot smoover. Can you tell me what that is? Like an iron? Or like he's like thinking a blender or something like that. She's like, you know, what you smooth your clothes out with? An iron. And he goes, oh, an iron. Because he was thinking like a flat iron for your hair or a smoothie machine, like a blender. Hot smoother. And he well, giggled a little bit. we've all been hit bit. with a blender at it some point. It gets better. He giggled a little bit. And the lady heard him giggle because he was like, I have never heard an iron called a hot smoother. So her next piece of awesomeness was... I need to speak to a supervisor. You're unbusinessfied. You're unbusinessfied. Unbusinessfied. Like, un- two That's classics, nice. hot smoother and unbusinessfied. One lady in Chicago. Thank you, ma'am. <laughs> but hot smoother is hope, an urban dictionary as an iron. I hope that uh, that someone. Would so it wasn't. Smoothie? She wasn't just improvising them. No, no, she it was actually. She went to the vocab. No, no. I'm saying she wasn't improvising the term. No. It actually existed prior to her use, uh-huh. or your allegedly your cousin Wait, or also, whoever this was called up Urban Dictionary. And, yeah, you, know, you can add your own you can, terms. You can find things like the Verizon Wireless, which is all kinds of messed up. Nice, uh, you know. The, well, if if possible, somebody should do some more offensive dialect. Uh-huh. But <laughs> if possible, there you go. Since so she's much like the uh, the lady from from Portland, the. You know, the white woman who pretended to be black. So that's... Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, oh yeah. No. And all that. Yeah. I'm transracial. Orange and is the, the new black. are getting pissed about Orange it. New- <laughs> Orange is the new I, black. I always I thought think, they had a term I for that. I think beige is the new black in this instance. <laughs> yeah, she is pretty beige. And I think a term was... But you know what? Oh, ago. man. Oh, so we're so off topic and we're so in areas. Uh, that's really fine. That's fine. I... <laughs> <laughs> I, I've heard enough that they, 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 by golly, they had that transracial is is an interesting enough term that by God, I think they're going to make that one float. Yeah, um, because you know, I mean, transgender. You know, we're mm-hmm. all we're all screaming liberals here. We all know plenty of, uh, of transgender folks. We, yep. we we respect their thing. And so, how are you going to say? Well, how are you going to say that I sh- I'm not transracial? I was I was born black, uh, born white, but now I'm going to 
to change she my identifies. race and, and I identify as black. And I'm well, like, that's a very, fucking a very, genius. Yeah. A very good, a very good friend genius. of mine who happens to be uh, an African-American creator, producer, writer, Michael Davis. Oh, I read his rant. Yes. Yeah. That was quite interesting. No, please. I'm sorry. Continue. Yeah. Well, no, I'm saying his, his bottom line is if some white person from privilege yeah. identified with and wanted to be black, why on earth would you want to be black unless you were sincere about it? Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there's plenty. I mean, and, you what's, know, and what's the, you know, his attitude is what's the offense? I've her, seen plenty of people yeah. of color who do take offense. And yeah. we've seen, you know, throughout history, plenty of, of white guys and white girls that, that tend to identify with African-American and mm-hmm. culture and lifestyle and all those types of things. Yep. Her big thing is that she happened to be the president for the NAACP. Yeah, uh, which 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 you can be white. You totally can be, and and, mm-hmm. and was. Uh, but I I was just. It's a very odd. It's a it's a very odd. Story. Here is the key yeah. thing, and I haven't heard anybody talk about this. And this is the thing that I think is the most interesting about all of it is how pissed off did her parents have to be around that dinner table mm-hmm. to go? You know what? Fuck that bitch. We're bringing her down. Yep. Oh, that they wouldn't back her. You're right. That they're the ones that brought it up. It was her parents that after mm-hmm. 10 years of letting this go by, sat around the dinner table and went, fuck that bitch. We're bringing her down. Their own daughter. They said, honey, get on, that. get on the yeah. phone. Yeah. That's exactly that's what happened. Tell so nobody she... talks about any of this. And it's yeah. been a very hot week and we're not going to talk about a ton of that. But let's face facts, man. Nobody talks about this, Pete's, is that two parents sat around and said, we're outing fuck her. her. Fuck that bitch. Yes. <laughs> Maybe. This is starting to sound like the like a like a backbeat for your uh, rap album. <laughs> <laughs> but that that, That's that crazy. had to have been what happened, and nobody talked no, about that piece. Yeah. There, there is no yeah. There's no way that they loved her and said let's let's make her an embarrassment. Right. I yeah. mean, you know, our folks, anybody's folks, at any point could probably bring up all kinds of wonderful things oh, out of our sure. closets and our God. moments. God bless my parents. Yes, uh, locked took my door. secrets Thank to you the for grave. It down, mom and dad. Rest uh, in peace, dad. And mom, if you're still alive, I haven't googled you lately. Thanks for staying silent. <laughs> Love you. Well, the crack wipes out a lot of memory. I've it's been told. meth, Brian. Meth, meth. I'm sorry. <laughs> meth. But I think that was just the thing She's that's urban, been the most interesting, man. I mean, you know, at, at various points during racial issues, you know, mm-hmm. uh, you know, lots of folks have come out and said lots of things. Yeah. Not, a, not a single person has talked about her parents being the one to bring it. Well, you know, they're, they're, and what caused there. that they're, to happen. They're shape. apparently not the kind of parents like like I tried to be. They did not at any point tell her she can grow up to be anything she wants to be. <laughs> I just want to be black. You can cool. be any color you want to be. And and suddenly I'm understanding as you consider that the fact that, as you say, no one thought about it. Now you've got me thinking about it. Not only would they do that, I think we now understand why she wanted to be anything but her parents' <laughs> right. child. And the it's only like thing the that I would say that I weird would say tension. that people should be pissed off about, it, did she accept any kind of minority scholarships or anything like that? Right, that I would be... I have no idea. And, it looks, and it, no, it looks as though that, that it is not the case. And, if, yeah. and so if none of those things happen, if she didn't take somebody else's away from them... She did not use it to get uh, scholarships to or placement. But her mom and dad... Had decided that ten years mm-hmm. of living this way was enough, and they were going if it's to ten, yeah, we'd, it's maybe longer. Make their announcements that yeah. she's not black, and and they, they brought their daughter down. That's wow, just crazy. that has not come up. I was so focused on why the heck the trans community was so offended by the term trans being put into it. I mean, well, people own it. 
Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you know, and, and like I said, I, I thought that it was It is, a however, play. a term from the English language. That was well, a brilliant right. play. Transracial. Transracial. Tra- you know, they're, they're offended. It's going to float. They're offended. <laughs> they're, they might be offended by Transformers then, so. Well, right. They're more than meets the eye, as is a transsexual <laughs> woman. I'm just saying. Or transracial. That's right. Or transracial, there's, right. God, what happens there's if there's I get down to the mechanism and, and I find a tan line? There's, get out of my brain, Mike. I was just thinking, I'm like, I wonder if she has tan lines. There's, there's How this. deep is that contrast between the bikini area and her face? How are we suddenly in this woman's pants? I'm curious. All right. Don't judge me. Okay, Ivy. Jeez. Oh, there's so many other funny things. Are you trans-curious? Is that what you're saying? I've always been trans-curious, which reminds me of another story from the day job, which I can't tell. And (laughs) Screw it. I'm going to go there because I think it's funny and screw it. She is married to a black man, so he may not go down there to find out. That's true. So <laughs> there is that well, rumor. Let us, not, let us not stereotype. Hey man, um, I've known a lot of black dudes, and you've dated a lot of black dudes. My <laughs> husband likes to say I'm black by injection. Yep. And I do know that that is a myth. And now that Brian is ready to vomit, I'm not really ready to vomit. I'm just like <laughs> Happy Father's Day. That's all I was thinking. My baby daddy. So there you go. We have we have certainly went in some certain interesting <laughs> places that nobody else has went on that to, topic. Uh, to the African American community, please. We love you. And send please don't send hate letters to hey man, Amanda and I'm Mike. Not saying, Brian is Brian has got your back. I'm just just saying. hey. I've had multiple parts of the black community. Okay, just saying. <laughs> there you I've go. I've got your front. I've got your back. Hello. Can Thank I have a you. Hug? Thank you. All right. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Brian. But not true, you're saying the rumor. Or the, the mythology. Not, not universally true. Not so, universally true. Also, the uh, size myth is a myth as well. Big hands, big feet does not equal a kickstand. There you go, man. Items that you should you should walk away with. So speaking of who's your daddy. <laughs> hey. <laughs> <laughs> um let's explore uh let's explore Father's Day, man. Let's uh let's talk about the we were kicking around ideas of talking about uh, fathers and, you know, we, we had Reed Richards comes up and, um, you know, there's there's lots of folks that are fathers in the comic community. Hawkeye is characters. fresh in my mind. Yeah, Hawkeye. Well, as after the movie, we now know that. Age of Ultron. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely Hawkeye is a dad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think when we talked about it, um, nobody stood out um, a lot well, of Jonathan, Well, Jonathan Kent. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. you got Jonathan Kent. There you go. That's a great You got stand-up. stable family units. Um, mm-hmm. You know, as long as you ignore a movie and a dumbass decision. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you know, with the exception of Smallville, Jonathan Kent has died in media any number of times. The, just the, the movie was so bad that I was just, because I, I really enjoyed the Superman movie. Don't get me wrong. I, mm-hmm. And I'm forgetting the name, the official the name. The recent one, the uh, Henry Cavill one? Man of Steel. Yeah, Man, Man of Steel. Steel. Oh, he really enjoyed delicious. that. I really, I really dug it. I, I even dug how he killed Zod, even though I thought mm-hmm. that was a stupid ass way of doing it too. Put your freaking hands over his eyes. How about that? <laughs> sure. Come on. Sure. How about that? Think this shit through. Keep um, it simple. Punch him in the forehead. Right. You know, could have done a number of things. But Your we Superman. We went with break his damn neck. It uh, wouldn't, it wouldn't it. kill him. Uh, 
Cover his eyes with your hands. Right. Um, but Shoot your beams into his eyes. I mean... So it, many things. So many things. Hey, this is why they didn't hire us to it was, write it. It was, it was suddenly... Logical. It was, yeah, it was suddenly necessary. They had to drag um, that out. Heat of the moment. But uh, out of the whole thing, the thing that killed me about it was Jonathan Kent's death and that. I thought yeah. it was just the, the dumbest part. That took me out of the movie. Don't use your yeah. powers. Yeah, I was like, what? Oh, I respect you're him enough to let than, him die. faster than right. sight. And you could have got him in and out of there. Man, come on. And he dude. could have gotten those people in the train state. Well, anyway, we yeah, don't want to start that all So there we go. Um, but so been. lots of good father well, but, figures. And but frankly, the you know the actors who have played Jonathan Kent, Glenn Ford in the in the uh, yeah Christopher Reeve version. Um, uh, I'm blanking. Uh, John out, Schneider. John and, Schneider uh, uh, in the Smallville. Yeah. And and, uh, and, and Kevin Costner. I mean, these mm-hmm. are guys who, well, in the case of Costner, who's grown into being a father figure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, you know, a Costner's version would have been great. It was just a horrible It was just decision. they gave him they yeah, gave him a bunch decision. of dumb things to, to play. Uh, yeah. Really. That just... whole keep it secret stuff, even though saving me It's not will a expo- secret. You saved there the is... whole freaking school bus. They That's right. Saw and, on, you. and on top of everything else, he wasn't Superman. Oh, and, and oh, so yes. interestingly enough, though, I guess we can tie that quickly into current comics because the current arc uh, for DC is that Lois has exposed Superman. Um, and Clutch going back pearls. to Smallville, they're all like, That's yeah, right. we all knew you were Superman, dude. Well, right. like, like they, so apparently everybody was uh, like, eh, appara- yeah. apparently yeah. Clark's parents were thinking about exposing him, but Lois got to it first. That's yeah, right. So. He's not human. Yeah. He's from Krypton. Right. They didn't have all Honey, the social media and we enjoy these days, yeah. so but, it wasn't as easy. Sorry, so she's, out, grass, she's outed him. Yeah, she's and outed him. And someone who's offended that I'm using that term. Yeah. Well, we have well, that's well, they weird. need to get over it. That's yeah. weird. Are they still married? See, oh, no, actually, they're not. Or they, maybe they uh, were never married. They, it looks like they're keying him up to start a relationship with Lois because apparently he's been with Diane. Oh, they've, Ooh, they've been rolling this dog. around, right? Yeah, so convergence and whatever. And once again, we don't read current stuff. So mm-hmm. if we're wrong about this. <laughs> Deal with it. Yell at the internet, not me. I don't care. That's right. I was, I was there when they had the whole marriage thing in the 90s, which, of course, was forced. Forced. Mm-hmm. By the existence of Lois and Clark. Was he trying to get his green card? <laughs> that, but it helped. <laughs> gotcha. Turned out to be a, a benefit. Good deal. Clark, is, right. from, Clark is from Smallville. I've seen the birth certificate. Mm-hmm. He, uh, they got Trump. married because of the TV show. Really? Mm-hmm. Everybody in, at DC was like... <laughs> Here we go. And so they married uh, Big Hoopla. Comic book, the comic marriage thing got a lot of attention, and then Lois and Clark was canceled. Well, didn't they do that at about the same time that uh, that Jean Grey and Cyclops got married? And, uh, it was very close to to Peter Parker and, uh, and, and Mary and Jane's Jane. marriage. Yeah, yeah, they everybody were all like like it was early nineties, and everybody was getting married in I the think, early nineties. You know who needs to get hitched? Poison Ivy and Harley Quinn. Let's <laughs> that's just right. go full yeah. circle with this stuff. You, you know that shit's going to happen. I, as I understand it, the Gotham, the state that Gotham City is in has approved uh, same-gender marriage, so it oh, should good. be fine. They're good to go. would be next. Like, who's Killer Croc going to get hitched to? Well, you know, Wonder Woman's already mm, gone crotch. out with Superman, so... <laughs> killer Croc. <that's laughs> killer Croc. <laughs> well, that was your nickname, wasn't it? When, uh, you, when you were in the Navy. <laughs> Well, uh, I, my porn name is Doc McStuffins, if anybody has any <laughs> you didn't, you didn't use, you right now. You didn't, <laughs> yeah, but keep in mind, Doc was also the name of a dwarf. Um, yes. Excuse me. Um, 
vertically challenged person, a small person. I don't know Look, what the right term is. as someone who's 5'3 and shorter than a lot of people, just say dwarf. Uh, well, you know, it's it's up to Disney. He had the We're little Italian again, soccer Disney, Disney, He's a dwarf. Disney if you have the little it. people hands, Disney you're supports a dwarf. it. Disney supports it. Anyway. And I heart Disney. Love you. You didn't use that uh, name of your first pet. Uh, street you grew up on formula to get your porn name, obviously. No, no, no. 27th Avenue bowling ball if I did it. <laughs> no, actually, actually, Doc McStuffins, there's another funny, uh, another funny pet story. named bowling ball? Yeah, my first cat. She had three dots on her forehead. So we always thought of a bowling ball because of the little grips. For that would be a my bad She found out those were three cigarette burns from her mother. That would, That's probably, they were all in my blankets. <laughs> that would be a terrible porn name. No, exactly. my, mine uh, came from just, I was watching, and uh, that apparently is a, um, is a children's show. It's I saw a really the children's show. That's Doc McStuffins. I'm like, holy shit, they used my porn name. There you go. <laughs> and so, there you go. She's a totally adorable little African-American girl, and she, all her little toys come to life. And bowling she tries ball, to rescue 127th Street. 27th Street? Bowling ball. No, 27th Street. Yeah. No, it's... it's pet, Do I have it backwards? Pet Your name pet first, first, Street, yeah. Aw, Bowling ball, 27th Avenue. So if I if I had need of this, I would be Perry St. Louis, which sounds, frankly, like gay porn. It so. does. Perry St. Louis. That's right. Parker! <laughs> get over here and ring my butthole! <laughs> you get to what? demand that suddenly? Hey, man, if, I'm the, if I'm the editor of a, of a porn rag, then why not? That sounds, you know, how Perry St. Louis. That that moment? I don't know how you... And again, rag. happy... Ugh. It just sounds sticky and gross. Something that you kick under the bed. It sounds smells like desperation. And again, in here. remember back when pornography came on papers and it killed trees to masturbate, Ryan? <laughs> because so did you. Actually, I am old enough to remember when it was on trees. It was just carved into trees, chiseled into it, chiseled. Yeah, go to cave to walls. I do National have a friend Geo who has put a brazier on a uh, on a tree that didn't have it look like bosoms, and, and, and oh, then there was wow. another one. Happy Father's Day, Brian. Happy Father's Day. You should ask my husband about uh, his Hoover vacuum story. No, <laughs> no, everybody has no, <laughs> no one needs to know. Muffin boys. Uh, we're gonna run out of time Back before we got into our Father's Day. So the Father's Day stuff. thing. Yes, Dad's rock. We can focus heavily on. We wanted to focus the not, on the not most, not, not the most successful, but certainly the the man who's had the most tries at being a single father, right? Which uh, would Bruce be Wayne. Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne, the Bat Family. So if we we do a little bit of a little bit of history on the Bat Family, very first um, father figure and the very first father figure and the very first sidekick in comics, obviously is Robin. Robin. Uh, young 19, Dick Grayson. <laughs> young Dick, as they called him. Young Dick mm, and Master indeed. Bruce. He was <laughs> he was Master Bruce's ward. Mm-hmm. A, a ward of... of ward of the state. A Wayne ward. Yeah. No, yep. is he, he was... <laughs> I'm assuming that means foster kid. I don't really know what the term would have meant back then. I, I do. Basically, I think he was like a foster kid... Prote- prodigy kind of... Protégé. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, well... I, he was all but adopted, mm-hmm. um, and I, you know, and despite the fact that over the years the relationship has uh, been looked askance occasionally, um, it always seemed parental to me. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. But, Except for know. the fact that he's dragging a thirteen-year-old out to to face a psychotic killer like the Joker. Right. Well, but yeah. he was a very capable thirteen-year-old. That's right. He was, and you know, eventually evolved into. 
Dick Grayson grew up. Um, in, and took on, you know, Nightwing, uh, the mantle of Nightwing. And then the latest thing they did was the... Um, Grayson. Grayson. Dick Grayson. The, the Secret Service type of, or Secret Agent man. Secret Agent man. Um, but you know. he, he, he moved on to, let's see, how many Robins have there been? There have been There's four been... total, I think. Oh, gosh. If yeah. you don't count uh, Dark Knight Returns, which is five. Yeah. Or Carrie, a young lady. The young redhead who is the Robin in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Jason Todd. Yes, Jason Todd, who uh, then went on to be... Oh Red Hood? Or? Uh, yeah. I yeah. believe he's the he Red Hood. He's the Red Hood, yes. Um, and he was killed by the Joker. Um, was he the one? No. J- no, he was. He was killed by the Joker. And to show you how sick comic fans can be, um, they put it out there and said, uh, phone this number if you want Robin to live. Phone this number if you want Robin to die. And... Robin's death was voted two to one. Death in the family. Uh, the original death in the family. Yep. Replaced then by Tim Drake mm-hmm. as Robin. Mm-hmm. And then most recently, although I don't think it's current, um, Batman's son by way of Talia. Talia Ghoul. Yeah. Um, Damien. Damien Wayne. Who is his actual son. Yahoo. All of these other figurative sons. Yahoo says Damien is Catwoman's. Son, no, it's it's but... Talia Agul. Yeah. Who's Stephanie Brown? Stephanie Brown, cow, you mean? What? I don't know Stephanie who she Brown. is. She's listed as one of the Robins and then Carrie Kelly. The, this know. may be, yeah. Could the, be. I don't know. Random, like, and then, cameos. And that's just the Robins. Right. You know, that's just the Robins of the Bat family. You know, you uh, then we move into um, Batgirl, who, even though. Um, uh, dad is uh, Commissioner, Commissioner Gordon, Gordon. Gordon yeah. um, obviously sees Bruce as a father figure. Uh, well, uh, certainly a mentor, yeah. So Bruce, uh, despite the fact that apparently he's relatively a psychotic himself. Yeah. Um, Whole lot of issues. Has had a family instinct, perhaps because his family was taken from him when he, he was so young. everybody. Yeah, yeah. And Thomas Wayne, philanthropist, medical doctor, and... Extraordinarily rich guy. Yeah, Batman could be my daddy any day. I'm just saying. Well, well, I think I don't think there's a person in the world that wouldn't say, "Yeah, I'd take that." Yeah. Yeah. Unless you know, unless the guy who turned out to be like a Donald Trump or something, yeah, really rich, but be, well, I'm yeah. an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna go look for at my hair. Look at my hair. He is a balloon knot with an I'm running for president haircut. just so you have to listen to me. I'm incredibly rich. Wow, that's no the, like the worst Donald Trump it I've ever heard. Is, but. No, no, it's not probably. It's voted. It's an, by acclaim. The worst Donald Trump. It Brian, works, though. what you don't seem to understand is... Not New York enough. That's part of yeah, it. Yeah, well. I'm not douchey enough. Am There's I not fired? enough douche anywhere Am I fired? In no, you don't have that. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, tons of, of folks in the Bat family. I mean, you can look at and Alfred as his surrogate... Family. Uh, Alfred surrogate dad to Bruce mm-hmm. um, growing yeah, up and very much comes out in the Gotham show. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. it's it's actually, it's been forefront. You know, there's Alfred's- two roles Alfred plays. He is sort of surrogate father for Bruce. And mm-hmm. then as he becomes sarcastic Greek chorus. Yeah. Yeah. Which uh, my favorite part of Alfred is the, yes, of course, sir, you've got it all handled, you know, mm-hmm. right on top of it. Obviously. Why not take a 13-year-old into danger? Mm-hmm. Perfect idea. But it keeps the business running. That's my favorite part about Alfred as well, is the little smart little quips he gets every now and then. So the Bat Family, not the greatest place to grow up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> those, 
again, Jason Todd died, and fortunately, as in comics often uh, is the case, he got over it, mm-hmm. and he's still alive. Yeah, I came back a little pissed off at Bruce. Well, hey, bit. wouldn't you be? Yeah, that little Yeah, hey, I, thought, I thought I was your ward, and just because I died, you gave up on me. Man. Mm-hmm. Rude. <laughs> Rude. So perhaps not the greatest father, but you know what? We all make mistakes, damn it. Batman himself comes from interesting and, uh, shall we say, what? Challenged and challenging parentage himself. Yeah, so... Dispute, disputes in creation. The fathers of Batman. Well, or yeah. Or the father of Batman. Wait, turns, you're telling me Batman has two dads, potentially? <laughs> it sounds great, doesn't it? We're talking now about the creators. Kind of true. Well, oh, Superman okay. has two dads. So. Yes. Ain't nothing wrong with that. He, he does, legit. Oh. Well, mm-hmm. almost in terms all of the of, entire Marvel Universe has two dads. Why are we against gays? <laughs> right. Uh, gay yeah, we're wearing tights, I, I don't know that anyone is against that anymore, but... Uh, but certainly if you're talking about the creators are often co-creators. Yes, mm-hmm. Stanley and Jack Kirby or just just Jack. I don't know. Depends on, depends on where you stand on that argument. But we're not going to go there. Uh, long disputed was who exactly created what um, in terms of, of the history of Batman. And Bob Kane uh, with the big scrawl signature attached to everything until... Whenever it was, they had they got to stop doing it. Yeah, most uh, contracts said his name was on it, even if he wasn't connected any longer. Yeah, yeah. Bob. So fun stuff about comics, kids. Um, you know, when when these things are are happening, usually the the main things everybody wants to be the creator, or mm-hmm. you know, is is the key. In 1939, nobody knew there was any benefit to that, but Bob Kane was very smart. He was the first and and the most brilliant of the, let me put my name on this and make sure that everybody knows that this is a Bob Kane product. Thanks to the fact that I guess his dad was a a pretty canny businessman, um, they made sure they had a contract that lasted as long as the character was published. Mm Mm-hmm. And during those years that he was responsible for the production of the material, he ran the Kane Studios, which was any number of... I mean, after 1941, Bob Kane never drew Batman again. I mean, maybe covers, maybe here and there, but by and large, he... Maybe a doodle going, look at all the money this shit made me! <laughs> that's right. He had, a, he had the studio. He had Is the he machine. Like the one creator that's actually getting paid for what he created? Well, you know... Well, From back in the day, yeah. We don't know. I mean, again, back then, page rates were absurdly low. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, even Siegel and Schuster, who had a much worse deal, it turned out, in the end, for creating Superman, as long as they were running the studio, they were getting quite a lot per page. And that had to be shared. And obviously, that's why the numbers were somewhat elevated. I mean, writers in, the, in 1940 were paid five bucks a page, if that. Artists were paid maybe $20. Nice. Um, I remember often dealing with reprints at DC. DC decided they would pay people reprint fees that amounted to half the current rate. So if DC's current writer's rate was $100, then the reprints were paid $50, no matter what they were originally paid. And this was not due to, we're talking about how they support the creators after the fact. Mm-hmm. They paid full, you know, half of the f- current full rate to people who were paid $10 originally. That's pretty cool. So they were making 50 bucks a page to guys, paying $50 a page to guys who in this, even into the 60s were paid next to nothing. That's very cool. Though. So Bob Kane, the, uh, not only, you know, ostensibly the creator of Batman, Certainly, the uh, 
the creator of the uh, of the creator creator contract, and he lived long enough to cash some very very big checks on the original run of Batman films, the the Tim Burton and those that followed those. Mm-hmm. I mean, big checks. Um, but in the original uh, thing, according to the contract, Bob Kane was the nominal creator, which meant that the writer that he worked with, a gentleman by the name of Bill Finger, was not only unsung, he was often hidden on purpose. Um, you, you, Amanda, you looked at the thing online, the picture of that original or a current version of the original. So, yeah. so DC went to a number of creators and said, we'd really like more Superman. Mm-hmm. That is to say more Superman, I guess. <laughs> so Bob Kane's original drawing is, you know, a guy with red tights and blue and blue trunks as opposed to the other way. Yeah, the horrible like they turned him inside out. Right, and then, and then, a, then a weird kind of... Awkward bat wings on uh, Bat wings that look a lot like the Da Vinci flying mm-hmm. device because mm-hmm. that's, that's where he swiped them. And blonde I mean, hair instead of that, dark hair. But he had exposed hair and just a kind of a, a wingy looking mask. Yeah. Um, but he worked with a, with a guy named Bill Finger, who was a young man of roughly uh, the same age and uh, early 20s. And Finger created the villains. Certainly he came up with the Joker. Mm-hmm. He, he came up with Catwoman. He came up with um, virtually every major bat villain during mm-hmm. that time. Um they hired a young artist by the name of Jerry Robinson, who became one of the first um, art assistants slash ghosts. And uh, in fact, Robin is named after Jerry Robinson. And Robinson and Finger created the Joker. Nice. So they were, again, unsung. But uh, over the years, there have been, you know, a broadening attempt to give Finger... <laughs> give Bob Kane the finger. No. Uh, what I'm saying is to give Bill Finger the his due, his mm-hmm. proper credit. Um, you know, we're not to that place where come dawn of justice, we're going to see Batman created by on screen. Mm-hmm. Um, but more and more of, of fandom learns. Actually, I, you may actually uh, be a little wrong on that one um, because they did. Just not quite right. Yeah. <laughs> they, um, um, Oh, shoot, I forget the date. There's been a new book uh, written about Bill Finger and, and Batman right. um, yeah. and about his um, contributions. Who also happened to also co-create Green Lantern. Um, uh, Bill he Finger was the did. writer of, of that. Yeah. yeah. I don't know who gets that credit. Uh, he does, actually. I was no, I mean, uh, for, for years, I think there was no... Oh, right, right, before they were even doing the credit part. Right, I don't know. I mean, I know who drew the first, and I know that Bill Finger wrote it. I just... That's okay, great for him. He, yeah. Probably way more than we know. Yeah, yeah, so... Um, but interest, uh, so anyway, the um, they have entered into an agreement now that anytime they reference the creator of Batman, um, that um, Bill Finger will be um, recognized along so he with may, Bob Kane. he may get screen credit. Um, yes. Oh, that would be fabulous. Yeah, that would so, be exactly perfect. Because he died in 74. Yeah. Um, he died um, pretty broke. Um, sadly, you know, just like we had talked about in previous episodes, just like old musicians, old comic book <laughs> artists and things like that, they weren't really taken care of very well. Well, I mean, Siegel and Schuster, I mean, if they, if they hadn't had, you know, Neil Adams and people like that championing them in the later years in mm-hmm. DC, you know, that was when DC finally decided to start treating previous creators well. They had, they gave them a, a good pension. They didn't die penniless. Yeah. But they could have. 
And unfortunately, Bill Finger died did, before all of that happened. Yeah, sadly, he did die pretty pretty and poor, he, and he died fairly young. Yeah, um, he he. Uh, rumors were that he died in unmarked pauper's grave. They did find that that was not, not true. true. No, he had a, um, his family. I mean, but, he had he had children. But it was you know his his children have now started to receive the money, and this was only. Very recently that they finally did all this. That's um, excellent. That's excellent. So, yeah, his, his, his children are now starting to so receive So, finally, the other father of Batman yes, is acknowledged. is finally acknowledged and, and gets co-credit on everything now. Apparently, uh, uh, Bill Finger was extraordinarily prolific in the 40s and 50s. Yeah. He was also... One anecdote I remember from a longtime DC editor, Julia Schwartz, who for whom Finger worked a lot, including Green Lantern, who told me the story that uh, one of the things that that, uh, that uh, Finger was famous for was that in those days, many of the editors would essentially pre-voucher the work, the, uh, the scripts or the art for them, and then keep uh, the checks in the desk. And if you brought in your script, you would get a check the minute you turned your script in. And Bill Finger was one of the first to, to in Julie's words, gin the system. Because he would walk in with a script, he would lay it on the on the on the desk, and say, "Here's the next script," and it, there it would. It would be you know detective number whatever or whatever he was writing, and then he would get his check and he would leave. And Julie would pick up the script only once with Julie. He said, but he picked up the script and there was one page of typescript and below it was <laughs> twenty two pages or whatever of blank paper. Nice. Now he eventually delivered that script, but. Like most of these guys, he always needed his his buck. Yeah, needed to get the checks to pay. And you know, I I I can't. And I wish you know, I wish this had happened when the the man was alive. He brought. He was so un so important. He's as important as Siegel and Schuster. Certainly as important as Bob Kane. Yeah. To the foundation of everything we love. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm glad he's finally getting the credit he deserves. I'm glad the family will will profit in some way. In the same sense that Kirby's finally, Jack Kirby's finally profiting from Marvel. But again, not while these gentlemen were alive. Um, a good portion of a lot of what went on for a lot of these guys, and Finger may well have been. There was a lot of these guys who were so scrambling, working in, in anonymity and, and, and in many cases, in the case of Finger, sort of forced anonymity. Um, you know, you wonder how how much of an, a psychic effect that would have. Um, well, yeah, I mean, you know, think about it. I mean, uh, no, everybody wants credit. Everybody wants to and de- be acknowledged for the work it, that they do. Absolutely, it wasn't even until the seventies that um, artists and writers even went into the books as as an acknowledgement for a lot of them. I mean, usually Stan Lee would be in there. Well, no, Stan uh, Stan pioneered uh, full credits. Well. Uh, artists, inkers, col- uh, not colorists, right, or, but, or, but even letterers early on. Early 70s is when that started. You Six, know. early 60s for, for Marvel. Okay. But if you look at some of the earliest Spider-Man, you get the full credits. Cool. But Marvel and Stan ch- started that. Right. DC didn't pick up on it until the late 60s, early 70s. There Absolutely. And, and and so, you know, I, I think of, you know, I think of my, my work at my day job or, or what I do when I'm yeah. as a writer or whatever. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't imagine walking through the streets having been writing Batman 
and created the Joker and created the Penguin and created the Riddler, the Calendar Man, basically it's every huge. original. And, and, the, and the publishers did not treat this as, the, as if this is work you should be proud of. And But they're seeing it on the streets. They're, and because well, no, they, they know the companies are making money, but the publishers didn't lead them to think that they were doing anything worthwhile. Right. They were doing yeah. piecework. Yeah, this is they were not well treated. They were paid, as I said a, a little bit ago, they were paid shit. They were not mm -hmm. paid. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so if Bill was was writing, you know, at three to five to eight dollars a page, it, no matter how much he wrote, yeah. he was never making a lot of money. Right. Uh, it, again, if he was making money in the '30s, he was he considered himself ahead of the game. I'm sure, like most of these folks. But by the mm -hmm. '40s, when there are serials and cartoons and radio shows, mm -hmm. these guys who weren't in on the money knew. That they were being screwed. But these are the lessons that, you know, we, you know, now later on down the road, we've learned. And hopefully a lot of, of this is being fixed. Right. And, and sadly you know, too late. These are things that, you know, myself as a creator and a writer, when I, when I structure contracts and things like that, these are all things that we pay attention to, you know, that you have to make sure that, you know, um, you don't sign everything away, you know, that, yeah. that yeah. I, you know, I've seen other creators, I've seen creators that have had books around for a while that have optioned out and now they can't, they have no control. Um, they have no idea what's going on with their stuff. They're trying desperately to find things, but they we, have nothing. Yeah. And we like, talked about this a show or two ago about the, you know, work for hire. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, well, most of that's work for hire. Right. A lot of what, I did at DC even in the '90s was work for hire, mm -hmm. so I can get a, I can get a thrill over some of our stuff showing up in the Flash TV show, mm -hmm. but you know I don't expect a check. However, I always enjoy the checks that show up, even the small ones. But you, okay, let's say I've, got, I've gotten checks for a buck ninety. But let's say this, as as a, as a person that's worked on this, you know, when we talked on the last show about you, you know, you uh, created the Speed Force, you and you and Mark created. The whole speed force thing, right? All of that, yeah. Wouldn't it at least be nice, even if you didn't get a check as a as a person, to get as a rider, just yes. to see in the thing on speed force? No, you know what, Ryan Augustine. Frankly, oh yeah, it was. Frankly, <laughs> frankly, <laughs> acknowledgement of creation as as a as a artistic mm -hmm. uh, endeavor. Yeah, it's almost better than the money, probably. I mean, yeah. I would certainly cash a check. Oh yeah. As I say, <laughs> I, I've gotten and never checks as big as Bob Kane, but you know, I've been well paid and I've gotten checks for a buck ninety. Yeah, and so let's you know, let's we're we're coming up on our time, but you know, yeah. you got to meet Bob Kane. Um, <laughs> that, you was, know. that was a lot of fun. For those of you who who haven't really checked it out, check out Bob Kane as a man. See what he was like <laughs> as a person. I will tell you, I've never seen a gravestone, and I have a huge ego, baby. And trust me, if I leave this world with something under my under my uh, guns that I feel pretty good about, it will probably be on something. But that dude's gravestone was was quite over the top it about creator I of created Batman. Batman. And I believe I believe it. it's got a swiped image of Batman carved into it. It does actually. It may in fact be yes. It may in fact be that uh, that much disputed uh, uh, McFarlane image. I don't know if it is. Yeah. So what was Bob Kane really like? By the time that I had that we met him at DC, that I met him at DC, he was in his seventies, and he lived in in California. I think um, mostly from the 1950s on. So he rarely graced us, uh, but he was uh, prepped to uh, the first Keaton film. Uh, Kane visited the DC offices and. Uh, that was like 1987, 88. It, well, it would be 80, 88 or 89, something yeah. like that. Yeah. 
and he comes in and he and he uh, you know the guy clearly at some point he was um, he cut quite the figure as they would have said in his day he was tall mm-hmm. uh, he was over he was my height over six feet um, slim um, he he for a man in his 70s I'll give him that he did not look 70 he didn't look 30, and I think he thought he did. But he cruises in with his uh, blue blazer with the gold buttons. And I swear to God, it's the only time I've seen a person unironically wear an ascot. But the man was wearing an Rocking ascot. Rocking an ascot. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, he is Bruce Wayne. Over, uh, you know, so the so the blue blazer, the, the ascot over the, over the you know, the white duck pants and the, uh, and oh as God. if he had just stepped off his yacht. I don't think he had a yacht. He certainly didn't have a yacht in New York. And he didn't bring in the Commodore cap to go with it, but that was all that was missing. Um, <laughs> he was uh, he was an intri- he was a show. I'm picturing Ted Knight from Caddyshack, but with with, with literally wavy, you know, thick wavy. That's totally Ted Knight from Flat black hair. Okay, but yeah, colored Ted Knight's hair black. This sort of somehow at once fully aware of everything he was putting out there and at the same time in some ways completely unaware because he didn't really notice if people if pe- people could have stood right in front of him and goggled at the spectacle and he would have taken it as a compliment <laughs> so there are a good number of things he was depends he was bombastic he was very sort of loud and theatrical um, he was he took he stood there and took credit um, he he uh, gladly referred to his ghosts, the artists who drew Batman under his signature, mm-hmm. and hilariously included his in his ghosts guys who had drawn Batman under their own signatures, uh, right up to Frank Miller. Oh my gosh! Frank Miller's mo- perhaps one of my most favorite of my ghosts. Um, what a douche! I don't know. Yeah, you know, the Dark Knight. Uh, you know, Legend of the Dark Knight. I'm sure listed Bob Kane <laughs> as creator because it had they had right, to. Right. But uh, Frank's name was probably bigger. Mm. Um, I would you say know, Neil Adams. I mean, these are guys who drew Batman. Uh, on, again, under their name. I mean, Adams is a, <clears throat> probably one of the first names to literally be named. We're talking about when credits were given. Bob Kane's signature was on until 68 when that contract, you know, he retired. The contract essentially continued to pay him, but it no longer required anything other than acknowledgement of creation. So, you know, just like created by Siegel and Schuster on Superman, created by Bob Kane. But but from that point on, they could give credit to other, other people. So suddenly we knew who was writing it. We knew who was drawing it. And, you know, Adams is one of those people. Neil, 68, whatever he drew the first Batman stuff. But Bob was bombastic. And this sort of old Hollywood, again, a guy, a boy from, you know, you know, Greenpoint, Brooklyn, or wherever he was from, um, he, he definitely had gone Hollywood in all those years. And, and hilariously, as he was talking about the casting of, of Batman, he, I, unless he was the world's greatest poker face, he was serious that he expected... Uh, that he would have been a really good playing Bruce because he he modeled Bruce on himself, which was funny because Adam West also was mad that he wasn't in it. Also, well, so could you imagine those two old men battling it out back oh in the eighties about well, we, I should be Batman? We we met Adam at the office as well, and Adam would have won. 
<laughs> and I was like 6'6", and even today, closing in on 90, is in great shape. His voice is amazing still. Oh, my gosh. Uh, and frankly, I... I would have been I would have been happy if they had cast him, but they were going a different way. Yes, they you know, although the idea of Adam West and Bob Kane wanting to play Batman that would have just been awesome. They, right. they said you should I'll take just got I'll take together. delusional seventy year olds for fifty. No, you should have got them both together, man. Just got both of them dressed up in Batman outfits. That would have been like the best thing ever. Just I don't know. D- in, just in those way- days before the internet, we would have we would have we would have broken it. Yeah, the way you describe Kane, I'm kind of thinking of Scrooge McDuck. With some really good hair right now. Not, yeah, not quite. Yeah, not quite. Because no. um, he was also, he was very personable. I mean, it was, oh, the, the, okay. his aura was enormous. Yeah. Um, I, all of it fake. And if, if somebody had said Bill Finger, he would have looked blankly at us. Who? <laughs> so, so long was the, the gravity of, of that lie. Yeah, uh, was I, so intense. I was just reading that in 94 is when he finally admitted that Bill Finger um, created the Joker. Helped. Yeah, helped him create the Joker. Actually, he said that somebody showed him a playing card. He said, well, mm-hmm. it should be the Joker. And then Bill Finger wrote it. So I'm basically pretty, that but Bob Kane seeing a freaking playing card gives him credits to say, and I created the Joker. I'm pretty sure that Jerry Robinson, the artist <laughs> who worked, who, the young artist who worked for him, um, drew that playing card or mm-hmm. handed or showed him the playing card. Yeah, yeah. Uh, again, Robinson is relative. I mean, Jerry Robinson went on to be uh, a very successful comic artist and then a really uh, very successful writer and uh, political uh, artist and commentator. Cartoonist. Yeah, political cartoonist. Mm -hmm. And had a tremendous amount of success, credibility, uh, you know. But Bob Kane barely acknowledged him other than one of his ghosts. That's so rude. A A list that, again, ended with... Frank Miller, apparently. It's like the Hatfields and McCoys of the comic book world. Well, Bob, no, Bob it's had, more like had Dynasty. Bob, what <laughs> Bob, what Bob created was the Batman machine. Yeah. No, I'm not. Um, you know, and that machine unfortunately rolled over Bill Finger. Um, mm-hmm. But it had been so long that that he had the machine was producing this stuff. Um, Bob himself was the ambassador, I guess, the the face of it all. He stopped drawing. And he was, you know, if you look at the earliest of Batman story, well, again, in context of the Golden Age, Crude was sort of the best anybody was pulling off. But by the, you know, by the time the 60s rolled around, Bob hadn't drawn anything, uh, had certainly not drawn any comic book stories for a long time. You going to share the Mark quote? Well, you're right. By that point, (laughs) yeah, by that point, uh, it has been said by someone, uh, a friend of mine, that if Bob Kane had picked up a pencil, he would have hurt himself with it. Um, <laughs> but Bob used to proudly walk, a uh, story from Julie Schwartz again, would proudly walk in the work as if, again, he were. Well, thank you, everybody. Got all my stuff. I'm going to take it into the editor's office. I'm walking it Here in. Go, boss. <laughs> you know, thank you. Here's Where's my check? Um, <clears throat> I think so, we've all worked for people like that at one point. Or so, he, uh, mm-hmm. so he would walk it in. And Julie, uh, having known the whole story for 40 years by that point, by the 60s or 30 years or whatever it would have been, was on to Bob, um, had lunch with these artists who were drawing other things for them. (laughs) It was no secret, but Bob would never acknowledge it, even into the 60s. So one day he decided to mess with Bob. (laughs) Bob walked in with a cover drawn by uh, one of the longtime ghosts. 
I don't remember exactly who it would have been, but it was a cover. It was a cover for a Batman. And uh, as often as the case, if you go back and look at these late 50s, early 60s Batman comics, Robin is often in the corner pointing, you know, mm-hmm. or something like that. The hand was wrong. Or maybe it wasn't very wrong, but it was a little bit wrong. And it was it was in pencils and it was going to have to go to the... By that point, DC was assigning the inking. So Julie said to Bob, I need to... That hand has got to be fixed. See here, look, you know, and he, and he modeled <laughs> where the hand was slightly, you know, off with the arm or whatever. And he goes, oh, well, you know, Bob says, I'll take, it, I'll take it back to the studio. I'll bring it to you tomorrow. No, no, I need to get to the anchor's going to be here later today. I need to hand that to him. We need to stay on schedule. I need that book right away. I mean, that cover. Could you just walk, go take it into the bullpen in the production? Just redraw that hand for me, would you? <laughs> well, Bob came back three or four times. Every time it was worse. And every time you could see that, you know, it was still covered with erasure, crumbs, and and pencil smudges, and it just got worse and worse. Mm-hmm. And finally, it comes in, and it's perfect. And Julie admits defeat, essentially, I guess. Hands in the check. Thanks very much. And he's staring at the cover, trying to figure out how did it go from regressing from slightly off to a third grader drawing a hand or whatever, however bad it was, to suddenly perfect. And a few moments later, in walks longtime DC artist Murphy Anderson, uh, famous science fiction artist, uh, inker of lots of great stuff from the golden silver age, and uh, and possessor of, a, of one of the best radio voices of all comic people of all time. And... Uh, and he goes, you were in the bullpen to Murphy. How did, how did Bob finally get that right? And Murphy said, I took pity on him and drew it for him. <laughs> oh, so there's the Bob Kane story. There you awesome. go. So, Taken from life. <clears throat> one of the dads of Batman. Yep. But to the, uh, to the finally acknowledged... Uh, you know, Bill Finger. Bill Finger. Happy Father's Day, Bill. Yeah. Thanks, Bill. Well, on that note, there you go. Some good stories, some good Father's Day stuff. We've had some interesting, uh, interesting times. I think we had a lot more this time than we ever expected. So. Mm-hmm. Well, as as I dip into uh, into the memory box, uh, I discover that uh, you know, even though I came to this late, exposure to all of those greats. Um, I've learned I've learned a lot of stuff that uh, has gone unsung, and probably a lot of it should stay that way. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll get it out of you. It's well, still pretty cool. To come, to come. All right. Well, we're gonna have to go and wrap it up, everybody. So once again, for the Bamcast, we are Brian Augustine, Amanda Michaels, and Michael Martin. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure you like, find us on iTunes. Make sure you like us on uh, Facebook at uh, Bamcast AZ. On the Twitter. On the Twitters. Follow us everywhere, rate us everywhere, and uh, make sure you share us around so we can get some uh, popularity contest one. We'll be back in two weeks, same bat channel. Adios. Whatever time you listen to. All right, bye. See ya. Deuces.